You're listening to The Health Classes You Missed. My name is Monica and I'm a secondary school health teacher with a passion for all things health. Whether you're currently at school or you finished 20 years ago, this podcast will help you understand those topics that may have been skimmed over, considered inappropriate or flat out ignored. So sit up straight, faces forward, let's get into it. These mental health episodes may be distressing for some listeners, and there may be mention of suicide. If you find yourself in need of help or support at any time, please call Beyond Blue on 1300 4636 or head to beyondblue.org.au to chat to someone online today. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode. Uh, I hope everyone had a lovely weekend and a great Mother's Day my week, I went away with some students and outdoor ed teachers to camp by the beach at Point Leo, which was absolutely fantastic. It was just great to put my phone away and be a little bit uncomfortable. This was literally in the freezing ocean. It was so cold, both in and out of the water, but it was awesome. I got to have a surf, got to snorkel and got to do some kayaking as well, which was just so much fun. It's so good to get out in nature like that and just have none of those distractions, really get to know the kids and just have fun. So that was awesome. Uh, that was my week. I don't know why I did that. That's that's new in case anyone was wondering how I was doing. Uh, but also a little side note here. I just want to shout out my US listeners for a second. So generally when I put an episode out, I'll check the stats an hour later and then I don't look at it for a while just so I'm not sitting there checking it. Um, but last week, at that hour, a bunch of people from the US had actually listened to it before anyone in Australia. So that was pretty cool to see in the stats. And I hope everyone in the US who listens are enjoying these episodes and my accent isn't too bogan or I don't pronounce things too funny for anyone. I have had that feedback before. So I try and rein it in with the, uh, the kind of Australian slang as well. Anyway, let's get into today's episode. So Today, we are talking about how to avoid burnout. Now, I put a poll up on my Instagram recently, as I do sometimes to get some episode ideas, and this one won, of course, so I thought this was actually a really interesting one to cover, and this is something that had been requested before this as well, and I think that burnout is talked about a lot these days because there is this kind of huge push on social media to have a side hustle, have passive income, be productive always. And there's also this weird glory to working yourself to the bone. And this could be, you know, exercise based or work or school or whatever it is. But this, as we will soon learn, can have significant effects on your overall health and levels of satisfaction with your life. I've personally found that this has really helped me kind of learning how to deal with burnout, especially during my first term of teaching and trying to juggle this podcast and be really involved in footy and just life in general. I totally understand now having my first full-time job, how hard it can be to just even go out and see a friend. So this is something that has benefited me during uh, kind of researching this episode as well. And hopefully if you are someone who feels burnt out or if you've ever felt burnt out, 
you will also learn something from this. And of course, if you know anyone who might benefit from listening, please pass this episode on to them as well. So what is burnout? According to Healthline, burnout is a state of mental, emotional, and physical exhaustion that can take the positive feelings from your career, friendships, or family interactions. So it's kind of like fatigue, but it can make day-to-day activities seem impossible and it can really limit your ability to handle stress. And that doesn't have to be like super stressful situations. This can just be any everyday stresses. It can make things seem quite overwhelming and it can cause people to really withdraw from their life in general and the things that they enjoy. Now, some people might hear burnout or the term burnout and think that it can only occur in a work sense, but of course, this is not true. Burnout essentially means that your body is in a stressed state and often occurs due to repeated exposure to stressful situations or situations that you find stressful. So a lot of the time, this is people's workplaces or school life. Another big stressor that uh, might cause burnout, which I don't understand what it's like to be a parent, I'm not a parent, uh, but children can, of course, or, you know, having children can cause burnout as well. That's just kind of an additional stress that can be there for some people too. Now, according to the article, Recognizing Stress and Avoiding Burnout from Currents in Pharmacy Teaching and Learning, too much of this stress can cause people to feel low levels of satisfaction with their job or their life. Uh, bring about feelings of low motivation, low levels of productivity, and create problems with relationships. And this is both in and out of the workplace. It can make people feel quite trapped or stagnant or defeated and cause them to have quite a pessimistic view on life or viewing life as a glass half empty, if you've ever heard that saying. It can also increase the risk of mental health problems and excessive stress can therefore lead to other physical health conditions such as diabetes or heart disease. So fair to say this is pretty serious and it's funny or it's it's funny, not funny, but I was again researching this and thinking, wow, is this me currently? And now I'm thinking, oh, okay, good that you guys voted for this one last week because I actually was in need of understanding this a bit more than I even knew, which just brings us back to the point of we are always learning. I'm always learning. And I hope that if you are like me and maybe thinking, oh my gosh, this is me, you can learn something from this as well. So what should we look out for when we think of burnout? What are the signs of burnout? So there's a few here and in no particular order, the first one I'm going to talk about, which we've already touched on already, is exhaustion. So this is about feeling emotionally depleted and having really low energy. You might feel like you have quite a negative outlook or attitude towards your work or other parts of your life. You also might experience those physical stress signs such as ongoing headaches or gastrointestinal issues or even increased or decreased appetite. A second sign here is unstable emotions and irritability. So this could look like snapping at people or treating others poorly for no real reason, being easily annoyed or irritated or really quite agitated. You might feel like your normal everyday activities feel like just too much for you and you really can't handle when things go wrong. Number three here is social isolation. Now, 
You might find that you become quite overwhelmed in social situations. This can cause people to pull back and stop seeing friends, family, or workmates as much. And it can also lead people to just completely avoid social interactions and events as well, which of course can be super detrimental to our health. We need social interactions in our lives. And that's not to say, just want to add in here, not to take a break from time to time. If you are feeling overwhelmed, of course, I feel this so much. I'm kind of an introverted extrovert where I need my time alone. My social battery runs out quite quickly. And so never mistake this for not having time to yourself. But if there are things or events that normally this, you know, they'd be something that you'd be really keen on or really happy to go to. And you find yourself just thinking, nah, looking in the complete opposite direction of that sounds horrible. That's maybe a sign that you could be experiencing burnout. Number four is feelings of hopelessness and defeat. So this might feel like you can't move ahead or you fail to see the positives in a situation. And again, this is about ending up with quite a pessimistic view of life in general or about a particular aspect of your life. So again, seeing the world as a glass half empty. You may feel like you've got no motivation to progress in any way. Again, this could be with work, with study, um, you know, school in general. It could be with exercise, any of those things, anything that you kind of have a goal around. It could also mean you are not following through with your plans or goals, as I just said, due to feeling quite stagnant. You might feel like you want more, but you're not able to make the moves to get there or to produce the results. And you might feel like, you know, you have no meaning or you're unable to make a difference, which is really, really hard. And so if you have those emotions or you're feeling that way and you're feeling quite hopeless, make sure that you reach out for help. Make sure that you talk to someone. This, of course, could be a friend, a family member, or as always, Lifeline is there 24-7 on 131114. All right, number five is about partaking in risk-taking behaviors. So people experiencing burnout may turn to things like alcohol, drugs, or food to distract themselves. A dissatisfaction, of course, with your job or your life in general can increase a person's risk of this. As I've talked about in my alcohol episode and the couple of drug episodes that I've done, Partaking in these behaviors does not increase productivity. It does not make people feel motivated. There's often a big crash that comes with the big high. So if you're using this as a way to cope, that's a problem and you need to seek help and reach out for support to the people around you. Number six here, and just the last one we're going to touch on now is stress equals illness. So if you are sick all the time, if you feel like you're just not able to feel well, this can be a sign of burnout. And this is because consistent stress lowers the immune system and makes us more susceptible to colds, to flus, or other viruses. And once again, it can also affect our mental health and increase the risk of depression and anxiety. Moving on now, we're going to talk about something called the 12 phases of burnout. Now, this is according to Healthline. So according to Healthline, psychologist Herbert Freudenberger, who actually coined the term burnout, and another psychologist, Gail Roth, outlined the 12 phases of burnout. Now, this means burnout doesn't just happen all at once. There are particular phases that a person may go through 
and they are as follows. So the first one here is excessive drive. So this happens when a person starts something new generally, and it's very common for people starting new work or a new activity where they go too hard too fast or they do too much too soon, which of course can lead to burnout. The second phase here is pushing yourself to work harder. So you've got that excessive drive. Maybe you feel quite exhausted after that because again, you've gone too hard too fast. Second phase here is keep pushing. So you push yourself harder. Third is neglecting basic self-care, like getting enough sleep, exercising regularly and eating well. So this means that you're putting those kind of priorities aside or those basic needs aside in order to work or in order to reach a goal. So that's one, two, and three. We've got excessive drive, pushing yourself to work harder, and then neglecting basic self-care. Number four is about blaming others. So this is when people generally fail to acknowledge that there might be too much on their plate and instead they blame their workload, their boss, or whatever else they can. They're not actually taking responsibility to break down these tasks or to give themselves the break that they need. And again, this can sometimes be really hard depending on your workplace, your study load, whether you've got a job, whether you know, you've know you got other activities. So it's about taking the time for you and maybe cutting back if you need to. Number five is having no time for your other needs. So this is non-work related. So this just means that work becomes the sole purpose and you fail to see friends, family, or even spend time on the hobbies that you enjoy. Number six is about denial. So this is about a person taking no responsibility for their behavior. They might view themselves as just being normally productive and blame others for being lazy or not as motivated as them. So one to six, I'll just quickly go through that again. We've got excessive drive. You then push yourself to work harder, even if you're tired. You then start neglecting your basic self-care. You then start blaming other people and taking no responsibility. You then stop making time for your other needs, particularly social needs. You then have a stage of denial where you blame other people for just not being as motivated as you. Number seven we're up to is about withdrawal or social isolation. Now, this might mean that social interactions and events don't seem fun anymore and they seem more like a burden. If that's how you're feeling, you may be up to stage seven. Stage eight here, we can see behavioral changes. So this is when we're talking about really snapping at people. This could be your loved ones. This could be, you know, your workmates for absolutely no real reason. That's that irritability and that mood change. Number nine here is about depersonalization. Now, this involves feeling detached from your own life and the ability to control your life. You don't feel like you're making choices for yourself. It's all being done for you and you have absolutely no control. That is super scary. So if you're feeling like that, that means you're up to stage nine. Number 10 here is a feeling of emptiness and anxiety. And this is when we might start to see those risk-taking behaviors take place. And that's generally in order to mask these emotions or to cope with these emotions. Phase 11 here is depression. Now, these are feelings of hopelessness and like life really has no true meaning which again is so scary and super serious. So make sure if that's you, 
Really have a think about this. Reach out for support, as I've said already. And the last phase here, number 12, is about mental or physical collapse. And this is almost like when people talk about having a bit of a mental breakdown or just a breakdown in general. This is about having an inability to cope with your own life and your workload and intervention such as mental health professionals or medical attention might be needed here. Of course, again, this is going to be very unique for every single person. It's individual, but using this as a guide may help you to identify your recent behaviors. I would also encourage you, if you're someone who's feeling a little bit like this or or hearing this and thinking this might be me, journal your next few weeks. Write down how you're feeling every day, and this could help you to recognize these steps. Of course, as well, if you are a friend or a family member of someone who you've noticed these kinds of patterns in, make sure you check on them and check in on them and make sure that they're feeling okay. See how you can help them in any way. If there's anything that you can do for them to reduce the load of their work of, you know, whatever it is that they're struggling with, help them out, check in with them and make sure that they're doing all right. So the third and final kind of chunk of this episode, we're going to talk about how to prevent burnout. And this is probably the biggest part of this episode. How do we actually help ourselves if we feel ourselves becoming burnt out or starting to recognize any of these symptoms? Now, this actually might be annoying to some of you because I harp on about this all the time, but just go back to the bloody basics. This means that you need to make time to exercise regularly. You need to eat a well-rounded diet, which I am actually doing an episode on eating a well-rounded diet soon. You need to get enough sleep. Listen to my most recent episode on the importance of sleep to help you with that. And you need to seek help from the people around you or the services around you that are available. We often overlook these basic things that we are taught from such a young age. So no matter what age you are, start taking responsibility over these things. Make them non-negotiables in your life. I've talked about that a lot too. Non-negotiables are the things that you genuinely cannot live without. So put that in your brain, switch that on, make sure that those are things that you have to do every single day for yourself. Now, in addition to this, we've got a few other things that are a bit more relevant to burnout here. So the first one is setting boundaries for yourself. Now, this could be for work, for relationships, or for socializing. This is making sure you reflect about what you can handle both mentally and physically and work out what you can and cannot do from there. Again, writing this down helps. This is something that I've had to work on this year is saying no to things as well. It's it's okay to say, thanks for the invite, but I'm actually just not feeling like that today or I'm not feeling like going out this weekend or whatever it is. I just need time for myself. That's okay. Learn to say no as well. That's a really important part of setting boundaries. Another thing you could do here is to write to-do lists. So plan your life out. Write down again your non-negotiables or your priorities and the things that you need to check off first. Again, this can be at work or otherwise. And try to limit your distractions so that you can get it done. Try not to procrastinate. I know I totally understand that is so hard sometimes, but making sure that you put yourself in an environment where you can just get the things done that you need to do so you don't have to stress about it anymore is so important. 
Another one here is managing your stress. Do the things that you love and the things that make you feel calm and happy. Again, write down a list of them. Come back to it when you need to and really check in with yourself. Another one here is avoid excessive alcohol. So talked about this in the alcohol episode, but being hungover makes us feel so demotivated, so fatigued, and just generally exhausted a lot of the time. Now, if you're feeling burnt out, you do not need this on top of already feeling that way, essentially. So do not use alcohol to cope. Do not use drugs to cope. Make sure you seek help if you are feeling like this or you are already in this situation. There are better, healthier ways that you can deal with the problem. The next one here is about enjoying your downtime and again, learning to say no. Do not go to social things or make social plans if you really need to recharge and reset. Again, you're allowed to say no. This is something so many of us overlook because we feel bad or we feel like we owe people something or, you know, sometimes you feel like maybe you're being a bad friend. It's okay to take the time for yourself. Sometimes you just need a hot minute to yourself. It's fine. Go do that. Prioritize that. It's when you start to view those social things as a real big burden or something really negative, that's when you need to really think about, uh, you know, how you're actually feeling. If you're just feeling like you need to take a second to yourself, have a bath, watch some Netflix, that's okay. Second last one here is about giving yourself adequate breaks. So less breaks will actually result in overall reduced productivity. Make sure that you are doing smaller chunks of good and attentive work and giving yourself real and adequate break times. You are entitled to this. It doesn't matter what work you do. It doesn't matter where you work, what your job is. You are entitled to take regular breaks. Make sure you do that. Do not let the pressure of your boss or the pressure of your manager, whoever it is, to make you think that you do not deserve that. It is so crucial for your overall mental health and your productivity. So you're going to be better at your work or better at whatever you're doing if you allow yourself the time to reset and recharge maybe every 45 minutes, maybe every half an hour. doesn't have to be long, can just be a two-minute break just to reset. Make sure you do that. And last and probably the most important one here is looking after your head, looking after your mind. Practicing that mindfulness and gratitude really helps keep a positive outlook on life. And that is super important. I, If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that I do this quite a bit as well. Is I love to write down the things that happened to me in the day that were really good. It can be as simple as that. You don't have to do too much. It doesn't mean you have to journal for hours on end every day. It's just about making that small effort to take a second, really think about how you're feeling, really check in with yourself and focus on those positives of your life. And again, if you're struggling with that, that's okay make sure you seek help. It's important to remember that all of this is super individual, but there is that hustler mentality at the moment. And I think that I just need to add in here that that comparison or that need to, you know, see people on social media. I see it all the time where they're like, here's how you can become a millionaire. Here's how you can get passive income. Follow me, do this, blah, blah, blah. It's okay to just do your job, work and be happy or study or whatever it is and not need all of that stuff. You don't 
absolutely need it. If you can be happy and content with what you've got, that is the most important thing. Of course, so important to have goals and so important to continue to strive to work harder at whatever it is that you are passionate about. But please do not let social media or any of that make you think that you're not doing enough as you are because it's tough. We are living in a world where, you know, we've gone through a pandemic, we're back to work, people are fatigued. It's hard to kind of adjust again. So make sure you are not being too hard on yourself, you're taking it easy, you're working hard at the things that you want to work hard at, and you are prioritizing your mental health and you are taking a break when you need it, at work or otherwise. Never ever let the expectations of the world or the people around you distract you from actually living your life that you're okay with and that you feel content in. You don't have to earn a million dollars to be happy. You don't have to have 12 side hustles to be productive. And you definitely, definitely don't have to have passive income to make money. That's It's okay to just... Do what you love and be happy with that. That's it. That's all for my ranting today. And that is all for today's episode. If you think that someone in your life needs this or needs to hear what we've talked about today, please pass it on. I'd appreciate it so much if you could share this episode or any episode that you enjoy on your socials and make sure to tag me so that I can see them. Thank you to everyone for your ongoing support. If you do not follow wherever you get your podcast, I'd appreciate a follow so that I can keep doing this. It helps me more than you know. Have a wonderful week and see you next week for another episode of No Stupid Questions. See you later.